0: Welcome to episode 278 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... How are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm very well. You're on last week and, uh, <laughs> you, you know, because we, we launched the Geek Town Awards last week. So it hasn't been that long since we last spoke, but we didn't talk about stuff last week other than the Geek Town Awards. So what right. have you been right. doing?
1: Because otherwise the podcast would have been a lot longer. Yes, yeah, so it, like,
0: it was already like an hour and 20 minutes. So uh, yeah. yeah. So what yeah. have you
1: been up to? I've been playing uh, Super Mario Sunshine on my uh, Nintendo Switch because they released the 3D All-Stars collection, which is super mario 3d super mario sunshine and i can't remember if it's super mario worlds or galaxy one of those two is uh, the other one on there. Jumped into Super Mario Sunshine and didn't quite anticipate getting as nostalgic as I sort of did for <laughs> it because I, I did have it back on the GameCube. Right. Um, now, I don't remember what year I got my GameCube with Super Mario, but it, the game itself came out in, I think, 2002. You know, back then I, I sort of wasn't playing games properly. I was kind of mucking around on the games and all that. And then the 3D All-Stars thing came out and I thought, hey, I'll sort of jump back in, play it properly and actually try and finish it. It's really, really good, actually. I, I thought I sort of had a realization about Mario. I think he works better when he's got like a tool to use because I remember when I played Super Mario Odyssey and his cap turns into Cappy and you can use that to kind of navigate the world and do all all sorts of other things. And then in uh, Super Mario Sunshine, he's got this pump with him like this water pump and you can use it to like spray things and to hover and all sorts of other things. Uh, Basically again, to kind of navigate the world. I've tried a few of the 2d games and I just wasn't really as into those. Plus, they're a lot more sort of fiddly and a lot more kind of difficult. But uh, yeah, having played um, Odyssey and Sunshine now, I quite like both of them. I think they're quite good. I don't know with uh, Galaxy or I think it's Super Mario Galaxy. I don't know what he's got to use in that. Now, there is certain levels in Sunshine where you get the pump sort of taken away from you for various different reasons and uh, you have to sort of navigate different puzzles and stuff on your own but it's not like very frequent that that sort of happens. Basically just a little plot of the game is you and like Toad and Peach and all these other characters go to uh, Isle Delfino to take a vacation because uh, you know even Mario Hard needs work. a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. yeah. After rescuing Princess Peach for, for decades. Um, <laughs> but they they land there and there's this blue evil version of Mario that um, paints the entirety of Isle Delfino in this black kind of ink Mario gets blamed for it because the court think that it's him and there's this weird like cutscene and all that where he basically gets blamed for it and then uh you get this water pump and essentially your job is to well clean up the whole town right uh, because this Mario Mario has like painted all over it and you obviously clean the paint off with the water but then that creates certain enemies from that paint and you have to deal with those and then there's different bosses and different puzzles yeah I'm not gonna say who the evil Mario actually is because that would be a a spoiler I know the game's quite old but it's just kind of been re-released as well so people might be playing it again but it was a it was an interesting reveal certainly when it happened Um, (laughs) it's a direct port so there's no sort of like remastering or remakes of the controls or anything the controls do let it down at certain points there's certain sort of platforming that I've done where I was like okay that could have been a little bit more responsive or a bit better but um, once you sort of get like the muscle memory of it and you get into it I've enjoyed it quite a lot there's this particular level and I looked up I had to look up certain things online just because I got a bit lost at certain points it's surprisingly easy to get lost in that game Like if you don't know where you're sort of directly going next, it's like a big open sort of place in that. And there's this particular level where there's this bird that's made out of like bricks or something, and it sort of flies around in this level. Very very difficult. It took me about half an hour to do that. I just sort of just kept slipping off. But uh, that's that's known to be. I was looking up some different things. That's apparently the hardest level in the game. So if that's true, I'm glad I've I've done that part. But uh no I I've had a lot of fun with it it's a very very good game and um it feels great to sort of complete the uh the levels and stuff. Um have you ever played that game? Did you ever have no, a GameCube running? I
0: didn't have a GameCube. I've mm. I've never been a huge Nintendo person. I mean I've got right. a Switch but I've actually not used it very much. Nintendo stuff, I'm not massively into sort of straight platformers. Yeah. And a lot of their stuff tends to be geared more towards the platforming thing than actually, you know, I, I I like the Golden World Games, but I just, uh, I don't know, just doesn't really grab me that sort of stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I I have played them. I've played Odyssey a little bit, uh, and I've yeah, I played uh, Breath of the Wild a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, I still think
1: yeah. I still think Breath of the Wild's the best game on the Switch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much longer I've got left. I looked up that you have to get fifty of these star things to finish level, and I've got thirty-one, so I might be close. I don't know, but okay. uh, there's there's that. Uh, the Undoing finished on uh, I guess HBO Sky Atlantic. I really really liked the show a lot. And I remember putting a tweet out that I was a bit surprised by the ending, and I was having a few exchanges with Grey because he'd seen it as well. Right. I'm going to try and do a podcast with him at some point about the finale. It'll be a, it'll be a full kind of spoiler thing because I've got some things I want to, some more spoilery things I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil the finale here, but it was just, uh, wasn't quite how you maybe kind of expected it, and not quite the surprise that you maybe, I don't know, it, it just didn't really, I can't really say too much about it because it might give yeah. things away. But um yeah, wasn't quite, wasn't quite what we sort of maybe expected and uh, wasn't quite pulled off the way that it it could have been Uh, I'd still still recommend the show definitely I still think it's a great show and hey if you enjoyed the ending better than than me then you'll have probably an even better time with it it's sort of a bit like was it last year that Silicon Valley finished yeah I think it was last year yeah yeah it's a bit like that all over again for me where like I really really enjoyed all the series but like the actual ending itself just didn't quite sort of stick with me right Um, overall I think it's a great show it's got that HBO sort of prestige quite to it and everything just was a bit off with the ending but I can't say any more about it really uh, Hugh Grant's great in it Nicole Kidman is great in it as well the actor who plays the son is really good as well so it's a great series just the ending was a bit bit weird but Big Mouth came back I think this is the fourth season I think it's the fourth season it sounds about um, right Yeah, very very good very adult obviously but very uh, you know it's this coming of age sort of thing with all the different monsters and everything quite a good way to sort of follow up from what happened at the end of the last season which was good the characters are fun they get into some interesting situations I think my next episode is episode five so I think I've seen about four episodes but yeah Big Mouth's always good and fun and definitely very interesting so I'd, I'd recommend you, you watch that as well uh, Raised by Wolves, we both watched it, I saw the pilot yesterday, how much have you seen of it?
0: I've seen first three episodes. Okay,
1: I thought it was absolutely fantastic, Yeah, I think that's one of the best pilot episodes I've seen probably, I know it was only last year or this year actually, probably since Zoe's playlist and then going further back from that probably since about Breaking Bad, maybe Ooh, um, high phrase pos- yes, possibly, yeah. yeah. No, yeah.
0: I, I thought it was absolutely superb. I mean, if you don't know about Raised by Wolves, it mm-hmm. was a HBO Max series, so it doesn't automatically get a home over here because HBO Max series uh, don't automatically get homes over here. It's from Ridley Scott. It's proper sci-fi. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, it's as you would expect from Ridley Scott. It is serious sci-fi. The entire premise of it is it centers around these two androids who land on this planet which is uh kepler 22b rather than bringing humans with them the uh, mother <laughs> of the two androids births the human population there so she has embryos with them and they sort of birth these children and it is their job to look after these children uh, the reason that they've gone to this planet is because there is a religious war which has broken out on earth and and these sort of factions of atheists versus sort of ultra zealot religious people that are battling each other and uh, they're destroying the planet, basically. So that's was been that, the sort of setup Was that what we it. saw
1: a bit in the flashback? Yeah, things. that's, yeah, that's yeah.
0: what we saw in the flashback. Uh, and that's basically the reason that they ended up leaving. That's all pretty much explained very early on. So that mm-hmm. doesn't really spoil anything in there. It does the things that sci-fi should do in that it takes issues which are currently around about us exploring other worlds but also stuff about religious freedom and religious zealotry and it takes a lot of those sort of things about what you should and shouldn't believe Mm -hmm. and mashes it into this sort of sci-fi setting which is kind of what good sci-fi should always do it should always have some sort of allegory for something else you know Uh, i always feel that sci-fi should be trying to explain something wider i think that does this incredibly well you've only seen the first episode but the first three which they actually aired the first three on Sky Atlantic but you can go on and you can download the whole lot and it's all on Now TV as well but just brilliant really really good exactly what you want from somebody like Wrigley Scott well thought through intelligent clever sci-fi some um, beautiful CGI work I think Pixar Mondo's who we've interviewed before Pixar Mondo one of the people behind that just some great work on the scenery and the CGI and, and it looks brilliant and wonderful design as well just just great and superb mm-hmm. cast
1: yeah it's just it's a continuing theme with well I guess HBO and HBO Max now where when they attempt to do these big budget kind of things there's just this prestige feel to them I know they do certain like smaller scale things like like a Silicon Valley or something which doesn't really need like you know a big CG budget because it's just people that are yeah. running a business or whatever but when they attempt something like you know a Game of Thrones or, or something really really big like that it usually comes off with that just extra sort of prestige type of feel and uh, it, it just immerses you more into it and just gives you a better quality show at the end of the day um, yeah I was I was pretty blown away by the pilot I thought it was incredible my mind goes as far back as maybe yeah maybe Breaking Bad for the last pilot that really sort of stuck out like that apart from Zoe's playlist as well which was pretty much this year for yeah. us I thoroughly enjoyed it I'm really looking forward to continuing with it but yeah it's one of them things where like okay I've got in a choice of like do I watch two a day one a day one every other
0: day <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I know it, it yeah. is one of those things that it's going to be very tempting just to binge my way through the whole thing because I was completely hooked after that first episode. The Mm -hmm. casting's Fantastic. Amanda Collin, who plays Mother, the sort of female, I guess, android, who is one of the two protectors, is great. I don't really know her from anything else. She's she Danish? Danish. Yeah, she's no, no. Danish. I, so. d-
1: I didn't recognise any of the actors. So
0: No, actually, the only actor I did recognise was Travis Flimmel, who you will be very familiar to people that have watched Vikings, which is another great show as well, actually. He plays Ragnar, who is the main lead characters in Vikings. So, yeah. um, I've heard things about him, yeah. He's Australian, oh, yeah. which I didn't realize. Huh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I really didn't realize because his accent kind of jumps all over the place. But he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abu Akar Salim, who plays father as well, is really good. And and the kids, who I mean, are all relatively unknowns, are, uh, are also superb. It's really, really
1: good. And good that we finally got at least one HBO Max show over here because I really want to see is it Flight Attendant, the Kaylee Koku? Show? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, but that's nowhere over
0: here it's going to be an interesting one with that I think Flight Attendant is being billed as a as a mini series and it's like seven episodes so if it stays as a mini series I don't know how it runs and how it ends but if it stays as a mini series then I imagine somebody will pick it up because it's a one-off cost then and the fact that it's got Kayleigh Cloakery in it will probably inspire mm-hmm. somebody to take it if it becomes a series if there is a chance of it becoming a series with multiple seasons I would imagine that's May be what is having people hold it back at the moment there may maybe there is some talk of them doing more of it and if they were going to do that then that's obviously a bigger commitment mm-hmm. so i don't know that for a fact but i do wonder if it's one of those things that may convert from a miniseries into a into a sort of mm-hmm. longer running thing and if that is the case then people might be a bit more reluctant to pick it up but uh, yeah hopefully somebody takes that because yeah. it, it's been it.
1: interesting with uk pickups and i have some thoughts on uh, some bbc ones later in this in this- podcast uh, right. but that's that's pretty much what i've been up to some good stuff in there so plus like cyberpunk comes out next week actually not next week yeah this week this week this, this, week, week. this Damn, thursday time, time's going too fast <laughs> the game awards are this week as well so uh, yeah. But yeah that's what i've been up to so how about you
0: well gaming wise i've picked up because it was the steam sale the last couple of weeks ah. uh, so you know that's always wallet emptying thing mm-hmm. the steam sale but they had crusader kings 3 with all the uh, downloadable sort of extras that was on for some stupidly cheap price so i picked that up crusader kings is basically it's one of those big strategy games kind of a bit like something like civilization that you kind of you know you're playing and then you look at the clock and it's 2 a.m <laughs> (laughs) it's one of those sort of games Uh, it's a big strategy game it's set in the middle ages it's from paradox who are great at these sort of things what's interesting about it is you can start actually in the viking age or you can start sort of slightly later like 1066 and it runs Mm -hmm. through to a set period of time of like whether it's 1400 and something but so you have a set period of time to play but what's interesting with it is you play as a dynasty so you can either make up your own house so some sort of fictional house that um is controlling a particular area and you can start off as either sort of something like a king or you can start off right at the lowest level where you're just in control of a county and then build your sort of self up but if your character dies you then carry on playing with the person that is your heir so you can play over hundreds of years it's really quite nice and really enjoyable the learning curve getting into it there is so much detail in this game in terms of the statistics and how things interact with each other. And, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of go through the tutorial and that really only surface covers everything. And you end up then spending another hour or two going through and looking at videos on YouTube. So things make a bit more sense. Um, mm-hmm. So th- it is a really steep learning curve to get into it. But you've just got to, you've got to sit back and play it and sort of enjoy it. And you'll find yourself getting to a certain point where you maybe things aren't going quite as well as you'd hoped and you can either try and turn it around or you'll kind of go out and go okay well i know not to do that next time and you'll go and start Mm. again and try again so i must have restarted the game like four or five times just because i've kind of done something stupid and i realized what i did but i sort of want to go back to the beginning and try it again and you can try it in different ages you can pick from pretty much anywhere in in europe to start and pick a country to play with it really solid fun and uh, i'm really enjoying it of course that is going to get abandoned on thursday when cyberpunk comes out so you know i think everybody that's every gamer at the moment is pretty much treading water with whatever they're playing until cyberpunk comes out on thursday yeah. so um, i'm looking yeah. forward to that in terms of current tv shows um i'm caught up on supernatural in the uk right now what's slightly annoying is they haven't got all the episodes up on all four because they obviously only got a license to stream them for like a month or something thankfully i'd seen the first few episodes already so i managed to sort of catch up on the awful app i'm now sort of caught up because i got it set to record on the skybox the skybox my old skybox died and i forgot to reset it up to record again so ah. um that was kind of annoying but uh, yeah mm-hmm. so i'm i'm sort of up to date with where the uk airing of that is now and i think from next week either later on this week or next week they're actually airing three episodes a night so so we've ended up not being that far behind the how they finished in the US. I think mm. if they carry on carrying on at that rate, I reckon they're probably gonna be all done by before the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like with charmed as well, they've tried to shove the episodes out and stuff. But I, I realised I'd have to start recording the episodes because I, I couldn't keep up with that charmed schedule. because uh, yeah. I actually went and checked yesterday just to see what episodes are on there. And uh, on the continue watching for my four, the charmed episode that was there is now gone. So it's a good thing I was recording them uh Cause I'm gonna have to start watching them like that now because they're uh, it's daily and uh, they're only on there for seven days. So yeah, because I think they've got episodes like six to ten or something, and I think I was on like four or five. So
0: right. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no I Charmed was one that, I watched a few episodes of it, but I didn't get into it so I didn't go back. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm watching, I'm really enjoying the final season of that, they're sort of skipping through time yeah. it's really good fun. Mandalorian of course, fantastic episode this week really, really good episode this week, mm-hmm. just, so somebody was saying, you know, we've been talking about it being a bit like an RPG where he goes off and does every single side quest, it seems to be that they've forced him back into the main story again now, and it's been enjoyable i've enjoyed this season immensely and there's been lots of nice little fan characters pop up and that's been great but uh, it seems that they're sort of on the final stretch because we've only got a few episodes of this left so they seem to be on the stretch of kind of going to the final story i think i'm thoroughly enjoying mm-hmm. that and just discover- got two on. episodes left i think yes yeah, something like that so two so or 3
1: Then we just have yeah we just had episode six i think so two more
0: okay and uh, star trek discovery was the other thing Thing, which uh, mm. I think I think it's, it's getting good.
1: better I think it's just getting better and better yeah. every week continues to do really really good things with the characters it's, it's good at the moment we've got lots of good sci-fi TV because we got what uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mandalorian, Star Trek, Discovery um, and uh, uh, Raised by Wolves and then in a couple of weeks or next week or so Expanse starts which is great yes so, yes it
0: does yeah, so yeah. Uh, so yeah it's been really good mm-hmm. interesting to have
1: Star Trek and Star Wars both on Fridays
0: yeah yeah I mean and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. these on Fridays as well yeah yeah there's our bunch of them dropped on Fridays. I could do with them spreading those out a little bit. I'd like Disney to release Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a bit earlier in the week, so, you know, I could spread them mm. out a little bit more. Because The Mandalorian, when The Mandalorian drops on Fridays, I ended up watching it when I get up in the morning, because otherwise I go onto Twitter and there's, like, all sorts of spoilers about it. So it's generally Discovery is easier to avoid, but The Mandalorian stuff, because it's all trending on Twitter because of the character reveals and things. So um, I end up watching that before I look at any social media in the morning. Mm. Um, yeah. The other new show that I watched was a thing called alien worlds, which is a documentary series on Netflix, which is, is quite interesting. The idea is that it takes them looking at existing exoplanets. So planets outside of our solar system and imagining what sort of life could live on there based on what we know about the science of things on earth. So it is a sort of interesting mix of a kind of documentary sci-fi thing. Mm. Um, where they imagine how certain creatures might be able to survive on a planet with low gravity or on a planet where it's locked down Tidily locked towards the sun, so one side is always in permanent darkness, and one side is sort of desert. And uh, how an animal might live there. There is, uh, I know, I think there's only four episodes in this series, but there's, I think, there's one about an advanced civilization as well, and them kind of colonizing other planets. So uh, I've only watched an episode and a half so far. I've got to go back and watch some more of it, but um, really enjoying that as because it's kind of part nature documentary part sci-fi which is a sort of interesting mix of things I definitely recommend that if you're into those sort of stuff it, it is a, a really interesting look at sort of what could evolve on other worlds the only documentary I think I've ever seen is the uh, Game of
1: Thrones one for the yeah. final season <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm just not a particular documentary type person if you do like a dramatic retelling of it like a Chernobyl or something like that then I'll watch it but um, I don't know documentaries have just never really quite stuck out to me I'm sure a lot of them are very good you know McMillian's uh, I know Grey talked about that a lot. You really enjoyed this. I just don't really do them necessarily.
0: Yeah, no, so. fair enough. But yeah, Alien Worlds, I would definitely recommend as, as uh, one to go and look at. And uh, the other thing, of course, as we launched last week is... <laughs> So the Geek Town Awards are running on the website right now. It's geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. I ran off a results report just on the sort of interim results that we've had so far just to see where things were and what was winning, if there was anything standing out. Returning comic book categories, really, really close, like something percent between the top three in that category. Uh So that one's really, really close. Uh, Best new and best returning procedurals as well, extremely Close between the top two of those. The other categories, I mean, there's not huge amounts in some of them, but it's more like percentage points rather than points of a percentage point. So uh, there's, I mean, all of the categories could shift around depending how many more people enter. And uh, but you know, even just after the first week, there are some things in some categories where things are are definitely quite a way ahead. But uh, you know, things can still turn around. But yeah, the returning comic book category is incredibly close between the top three. So. uh, uh, it's been very interesting. But, of course, if you uh, want to go and enter that, you can go onto the website at geektime.co.uk/awards. forward slash awards. There is a huge prize package of geeky stuff that you can go and win if you uh, enter in there. We uh, announced all that last week. If you go and listen to last week's show, you can hear what some of the prizes are. You can also go and see them on the website as well. That's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. <laughs> So TV and film news starts off with the renewals, cancellations and pickups, and we'll start off with some cancellations at a few this week, because we're sort of covering the last couple of weeks. Utopia cancelled by Amazon after one season, which uh, was a bit of a shame. Did you ever get around to watching this?
1: I haven't seen either version. I know there was the UK one and then the US one, yeah. um, but no, I never saw either of them. Seems like it's just having bad luck on TV. Utopia. Yeah, the
0: UK, the UK one actually lasted longer, and that was cut short. You know, Mm. because that hadn't actually finished the story. The Amazon one, I think, sort of wraps okay, I guess. And I enjoyed the Amazon version of it. I thought it was interesting and it was different enough from the original to make it sort of a slightly different thing. It didn't have quite the style and it was very stylized, the UK version, and it had a very specific feel to it. And the Amazon version, I don't think, had that. And I think that turned off quite a lot of the fans of that version. But I think they did a very good good job with it. So it's a bit of a shame it's not coming back. I'm not overly surprised. Amazon have got a large slate of other things around that they can work with. They've got some interesting shows coming up as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe it's one that they didn't really need. One Day at a Time has been cancelled for the second time. This was a show which I think was on Netflix originally and then they cancelled it. It got moved to a channel called Pop in the US. Oh
1: yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, It
0: got moved to a channel called Pop in the US for its fourth season and they've now cancelled that again so uh yes cancelled twice i think uh shit's creek was on pop right yes yeah, i think it possibly yeah. was the one with all the levies yes yeah duck Tales apparently is ending after its third season as well which is a bit of a shame i've seen little bits and pieces of the revitalized version but uh yeah it's a shame to see that go that's going to end with its third season so uh, that is going and uh superstore as i think we mentioned a bit last week that is ending on its sixth season season which is the one that is currently airing on NBC right now in the US we haven't got it yet here it'll probably be some point in early next year when yeah, it'll land and it
1: will be daily available for seven days
0: yes probably because
1: they've, they've pretty much done that for all the most of the seasons that I can't remember so yeah yeah interesting with you know uh is it America for yeah. her, I think her name is uh, Amy from the show leaving it was at the start, start of the season yeah, wasn't she it? The it was supposed to be at hundred, the end of yeah, the last one but yeah I'm guessing she'll hopefully come back for the finale or something so. kind of makes a bit of sense that shows uh ending i mean six seasons is still a great run and i look forward to, to that coming back it's always just a good sort of fun show as well mm. whenever itv is ready i'm ready as well so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, as i say i suspect it'll be early in the new year when it comes mm-hmm. out over here it's, it's difficult to say because obviously with the pandemic all the filming schedules got moved around usually i think it would be january but then they split it into two halves but with the way the pandemic shifted everything i don't know they might wait a bit longer just to make sure that they've got all the episodes filmed and Mm -hmm. you know or they know that they're going to get all the episodes in one go so We'll see, but uh, yeah, that will be back on ITV2 next year at some point. In terms of renewals, Fear the Walking Dead renews for a seventh season, which I, is no surprise to anybody because there's no way AMC sure. are cancelling Fear and the main show in the same day. AMC has also announced the first ever Walking Dead holiday special, which um, <laughs> is is going to be it's effectively a, a version of Talking Dead by the side of it because it's hosted by Chris Hardwick, and it's going to have a lot. Lots of current and old faces in it to reminisce about the franchise, the past, the present, and the future of it. It's got the producers on there, gimbal will obviously be on there, and Angela Kang, and as well as a bunch of the cast as well. It does say also includes performances of Hollywood classics in it. So if they have a bunch Mm. of zombies singing "Deck the Halls," I'm so (laughs) there for that. I I don't know whether it's ever going to air anywhere over here because it's something that I think is going up onto AMC Plus in the US. so whether Amazon or Fox decide to pick it up I don't know it may go up online as well I've I've no idea but uh, hopefully it appears somewhere uh, they, they have also announced that but the, I just the entire idea of uh, The Walking Dead holiday special it was just so ridiculous so uh, yes there is that as well and yeah. uh, as we mentioned last week The Expanse is renewed for a sixth and final season so uh, that mm. will be coming back I'm glad I got caught up on that mm. and I can just get ready for season five is it next
1: week next week or something
0: yeah what's kind of interesting with that is there are nine books I think and they've pretty much been doing one book per season so they'll only have done six of the nine books which is a bit weird I don't know we'll have to wait hmm. and see
1: the, maybe, maybe there's something in season five and six that kind of changes that a little bit or
0: the one thing this has going for it is that the writers of the books are involved in writing the series as well so mm-hmm. which is always a good thing yeah and they are done directly involved in writing episodes and involved in the kind of writing team of it so i would say that maybe they have figured out a way to chop out a load of stuff over the next two seasons that maybe you can compress it into six rather than doing a full nine whether they get to exactly the same endpoint, i don't know but i think the books are still ongoing as well so it might be one of those things that it sort of comes what they hope is a satisfactory endpoint for the tv series but the books will just carry on beyond it mm. we'll have to wait and see but i'm, I'm I'm sure it won't end on a cliffhanger because they've said you know that it is coming to an end. It is it is a finishing it's not a cancellation. So uh, it shouldn't end on a cliffhanger. It should have some sort of satisfactory conclusion to it. In terms of pickups and advanced air dates and coronavirus news, couple productions ended up shutting down for a few days. Young Sheldon and The Flash both had COVID positive tests over the last couple of weeks so they've ended up being shut for a few days. They're all back up and running now I believe. There's a list of shows that have been affected by COVID and have either shut down for a day or two weeks. So Why Women Kill, Mythic Quest, Call Your Mother, which is an ABC series, uh, Bosch on Amazon, TNT show Claws, The Gilded Age, which is a new HBO show, Genius of Reetha, which is the uh, Nat Geo show, The Witcher we do about uh, Dear White People, Vikings Valhalla, which is a follow-up to the uh, Vikings TV series, but it's going to be on Netflix rather than History Channel. So it's not a History Channel original. It's going to be on Netflix instead. So uh, there's yeah, there's there's that. NBC Chicago Fire and Chicago Med have also stopped. I, I think that would have been much funnier if it had been Chicago Fire, Chicago PD that had been shut down for COVID and Med have been fine because <laughs> they're all wearing <laughs> masks. Right, um, right, yeah. The resident closed down for a little bit. Uh, Rutherford Falls, which is a new Peacock show, that shut down for a little bit. For Life, which is the uh, the new show, which is going out. Sky Witness here big Shot, which is a new disney show all american which is the cw show and the big daytime drama days of our lives also got shut down as well for a little bit they are all managing to kind of get back up and running you know they were shut down for like a day or a couple of weeks and then kind of managed to get back up and running again they're managing to play through but it just shows you what an added pain the pandemic has been trying to get things produced right now yeah yeah. So, yeah, um, in terms of advanced air dates, The Stand, which is the Stephen King adaptation from CBS All Access, that is a nine-episode miniseries that's set to premiere Sunday, 3rd of January on Stars Play in the UK. That Stars Play UK have picked that up. So that'll be one to watch in January. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air has been picked up randomly by the BBC and Sky as well. So from the 1st of January, beyond BBC iPlayer, Sky on Demand, and Now TV. I think Comedy Central, somebody mentioned, has also got it. So uh, you can pretty mm-hmm. much watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air everywhere, all six seasons of it. Gives you a reason to go and catch up with it <laughs> if you've never seen it already. And uh, I do wonder if if Sky are maybe getting it in preparation for the Bel-Air spin-off new thing that uh, Peacock have picked up. I do wonder if there's maybe sort of, there may be the most likely candidate because it's Peacock to pick up the spin-off that. That's the one I'm really interested in. But at least if you've not seen the original, the original is really funny and it's got some wonderful moments in it of kind of proper drama as well. So it does a really good job. It's well, well worth going to watch. Pretty Little Liars and Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionists have both been picked up by the BBC. They're kind of going into their YA things even harder. Pretty Little Liars, the main show, that is going to premiere on New Year's Day on the iPlayer. The Perfectionists will be coming at some point at a later date. So,
1: here's something that I don't quite understand is so, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is already on Now TV and it's going to be on BBC as well. So, that gives it two UK homes. Pretty Little Liars has been on Netflix for, well, I'm, I remember trying the first few episodes a few years ago. Yeah. Just never, just never quite got onto it. Uh, Pretty Little Liars Perfectionist doesn't have a UK home. This is- uh, That's a it, premiere, it, yeah. It's now got one. Now, there might be a reason that I just quite don't quite understand. Maybe I don't really get why you go for two shows that have already got UK homes as opposed to trying to pick up, I could name a number of different shows that don't have UK homes. So essentially what you're kind of doing, instead of picking up something that isn't available and saying like, hey, we've got this new show you're sort of saying like okay p- some people know that these shows are already on other platforms but saying okay we've got them as well so you can come and watch the shows on our platform i'm not really understanding that the, the sort of strategy there
0: there are a couple of reasons uh, one because it's cheap so sure. something like the fresh prince of bel-air a non-exclusive deal for something like the fresh prince of bel-air that has been around for years the reason that they this deal has gone to the bbc and sky and uh, like i say i think it's on comedy central as well uh, is because it's coming off netflix and same with pretty little liars as well i think that's coming off netflix so one of the reasons they will have picked this up is because of the fact that it's already had a home in the uk it will probably be a lot cheaper for them to pick it up and not everybody has Netflix and they're trying to broaden the youth audience for iPlayer. And they've been doing quite a good job actually with that. So it, it's an economy of sort of knowing what shows will be quite popular and i mean certainly with pretty little liars when i posted that there was a huge response from people going yay great you know because they picked up the perfectionists which was only a one season show so they have Mm -hmm. gotten exclusive for that and if you're going to pick up that it sort of makes sense to pick up the original run of pretty little liars as well and yes i know it's been on netflix and you could have watched it on there but it's sort of not everybody has netflix so this brings it to a wider audience and it was probably quite cheap for them to do that so mm-hmm. I, I think it's cost more than anything else whereas if you're picking up something which will be a first run over here that's going to be a lot more expensive Just uh,
1: I've noticed a little, not just with BBC I've noticed a little bit of a pattern of some there's a few shows out there that have two UK homes and then some that well aren't over here at all things like Community has two homes that's on Netflix and on all four and Parks and Recreation is on Amazon right, and yeah. it's on Now TV so it's like okay you've got some, some shows have two UK homes and some aren't available here at all. It's weird to me. A yeah, bit.
0: no, and it's cost because mm-hmm. that is the problem is they will right. be, the, the rights will be a lot more expensive, particularly if they end up being first run exclusive rights, they're going to cost a lot more. Whereas particularly with something like Fresh Prince, it's a non exclusive right. So the guys that are selling it will be making more money out of it by just selling it to everybody. Oh, fair enough, yeah. And it helps add content to iPlayer mm-hmm. for, for the BBC. It sort of makes sense. You know, BBC you have to be careful with what they're blowing money on. And I mean, I like the fact that, I mean, the BBC for a long time didn't actually buy any imports. And I like the fact that they're starting to pick up Mm -hmm. these interesting little shows, you know, because you had things (laughs) like Motherland,
1: Fort Salem. They could do with promoting their FX deal a lot more. Um, Yeah. I I, I almost kind of forgot that that happened. And then I was just flicking through our play yesterday just because I I hadn't looked on there for for a little while. And if you didn't know that they had a deal with FX, you wouldn't know if even if you looked. Yeah. Um, I mean, FX is a pretty big... us network as well i would just have thought that they would have said like hey you know we got all these because you know it's, yeah. it's all new shows isn't it hmm. um that they could advertise that better so because the only two that i saw that because I, I know that they're fx shows is uh devs and uh dave the uh the, the comedy yeah so, um, but apart from that, I had no idea what else was on there from FX.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you're right. They could do with pushing that more. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they have have a, have a little category. Here's all our FX shows. And then yeah. well, I'll, I'll just go over there and, yeah. That so. would be quite useful. So, onto some other bits of news. Elliot Page, who is the actor formerly referred to as Ellen Page, came out as transgender. He will still be playing Vanya in the Umbrella Academy. And Netflix are going back through old shows and changing all his credit to Elliot Page for it as well. So um, I'm happy that he's comfortable that this is what he wants to do and I'm very happy that he's staying on playing Vanya as well because I did wonder what might happen with that role but uh, yeah, it's great that he's staying on the show because he's great in that role.
1: Yeah, He's he's got my full support. There's no reason to be against this for any particular reason. Obviously there's going to be people out there that aren't happy about this but uh, they'll have to move on with their lives. Yeah. Um, Yeah I mean you know for for just for LGBTQ people in general, myself included into that, it can be extremely difficult to come out and talk about these particular things, especially, you know, there's there's the added pressure if you are a celebrity, because obviously I'm not. But uh, Elliot in this situation is he's in the public eye, you know, all the time and he's on a big Netflix show and all that. So it's, uh, it's extremely difficult for him to have to have come out and said this. But uh, he's got my full support and uh, I look forward to seeing him back in. Would it be the fourth season? Yeah, the fourth uh, is the next one, isn't it? Third. I think it's third, isn't it? Yeah third yeah, season of uh, Umbrella Academy because yeah like I said some people hold on to these things for, for years it's extremely difficult to come out and talk about these types of things but yeah I'm very very happy for him and uh, I look forward to the future there
0: yeah that was my only concern was obviously Vanya is a uh, female character but they've mm-hmm. clearly they've either he's happy continue to play Vanya as female or given the type of show the Umbrella Academy is I mean they may switch the gender of Vanya as well I mean it's entirely possible given what, what happened at the end of of the uh last season so we'll see what happens moving forward but i'm okay with whatever they do as long as mm-hmm. he's happy to carry on playing the role that's fine by me there's some respect there shown from
1: netflix as well to go yeah, back and absolutely. edit the uh the credits and stuff yeah so um
0: all good yeah. all good definitely other news in uh casting invincible which is the robert kirkman animated series has just added more people to the cast and the cast list was already ridiculous but this is it, this is crazy yeah this, this. So, the, uh, the new cast members, they've added Ezra Miller, of course, from Justice League, plays Barry Allen. Maharshala Ali from uh, Green Book and a whole bunch of other things. John Hamm from Mad Men. Jonathan Groff from Frozen. Clancy Brown from, well, he says Shap Redemption here, but he's been in a million things as well. Jiman Hansu, who was in Captain Marvel. Jeffrey Donovan from Fargo. Uh, Nicola Bayer from Nailed It. They've all been added to the voice cast. and I mean, the voice cast has already got Steve. Steven Yen from Walking Dead, who plays the lead, Mark Grayson, who is the teenage son of the most powerful superhero on Earth, which is Omniwan, voiced by J.K. Simmons. You've also then got Kari Payton, Lauren Cohen, Sonequa Martin-Green, Chad Coleman, Michael Kutlitz, Lenny James, <laughs> Ross McQuand. Obviously, they're all from Walking Dead. Then you've got Zazie mm. Beats from um, Deadpool 2, Andrew Rannells from Girls, Walter Scoggins from Justified, Mark Hamill, Gilliam Jacobs from Community. Jason Masoukas from Beard Mouth, Seth Rogen and Zachary Quinto. I mean, it it is the most ridiculous lineup of voices I've ever seen. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this. They've released a few little bits of uh, footage of the, um, I think there was a little trailer for it. So we have seen little bits of it, but it looks like it's going to be really fun. It's an animated series about this uh, superhero teen sort of coming into his powers based on the uh, Robert Kirkman comic book. But it looks great. Such a ridiculous cast list for that's
1: yeah there's no bad names in there no no, No. no one where you look at and think like oh you you could like replace them or something no um there's a ton of great names in there it's all this news was it it yesterday that they spoke about this and just like adding just even more names to it uh sort of seems like um you know robert kirkman wants to work with the walking dead cast again yeah isn't it? and, pretty then, and much. then add some add some other people onto it because you've got some that are still there some that aren't there anymore and then just a whole bunch of of other names um i did look at the trailer i can't remember when that was it was a little while a ago a few months ago but, yeah. Uh, yeah but that looked really really good uh, i haven't actually read that book i know as i've said before i've read most of the walking dead from from robert kirkman but uh it'll be good to kind of have that experience of again of reading one of his comics and then uh watching a show that's uh, adapted on, yeah. on the same thing as well, uh animated seems like a good idea for this. I think that's gonna work out really, really well.
0: Let's be honest, you would never get that cast if it wasn't animated. So for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, all all looking all good here to me. Yeah. So
0: definitely. Sticking with superheroes, but moving on to live action, we've got uh, David Ramsey returning to the Arrowverse, both in front of behind the camera. He's going to direct a few episodes. He's also returning as John Diggle. Interestingly though, and a new character, mm. they've said. So um, uh, obviously, David Ramsey, one of the original Arrow cast members playing John Diggle, who started out as Oliver oh, Queen's bodyguard before becoming Spartan. We last saw him in the Arrow finale, where he was moving out of Star City to Metropolis. During the move, an object crashes in front of him. When he opens it, it glowed green. And <coughs> I mean, there's, there's been a lot of speculation about what this was and whether it was a Green Lantern ring or not, because that was sort of the implication that they sort of made with it, although it's never been officially confirmed. Although, if you go back to the Elseworlds crossover, Barry Allen of Earth-90 does make a comment querying about why John doesn't have his ring. So clearly, there is a John Diggle out there that has become a Green Lantern. But we don't know whether he's just going to turn up as Diggle. We don't know whether he's going to turn up as a Green Lantern. He signed up as uh, guest starring roles as Diggle across The Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, Superman, and Lois. So if you remember I remember there was a a point where I think John Barrowman was one that had signed a deal that went across basically the whole of the Arrowverse. So it's one of those sort of deals where he's signed Hmm. up to appear in a bunch of the different shows. He's also going to appear in season six of Legends of Tomorrow in a mystery role. And I mean, given that it's Legends that really could be anything it could be him turning up as a green lantern it could be as some alien under a load of prosthetics could be bebo in human form i mean it, <laughs> it could, could be. be it's legends <laughs> it really could be anything yeah. it could be something yeah. totally ridiculous it could be something which turns into a new regular role for him. we've no idea so uh, i'd be very interested to see what he turns up as in that mm-hmm. i would yeah. like to see him as a lantern but we don't yeah know. yeah
1: I, I think this is a very very good thing that was one of the big Intentional, I suppose, cliffhangers from the series finale because we knew that some of the characters were supposed to kind of move on a little bit. But then obviously Oliver's story would sort of, uh, Oliver's and uh, Felicity's story would sort of end. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of talk for a long time about him being a Green Lantern. Then like you said about the, the crisis thing that happened. But yeah, I think just bringing him back into the Arrowverse is a good idea and, and give some good prospect as to him turning up as a Green Lantern, uh, especially with him, you know, moving to Metropolis and then there's a super in development and mm. that kind of thing so we don't know if that's going to maybe happen I think it is good that they said and as a new character as yeah. well because then you then you know it's not just completely locked to him playing as, as Diggle uh, which is good but um, yeah if it's opened up to like more of the Arrowverse like you said with Legends and things I think that gives the character and the actor a lot of good freedom for the future and stuff uh, it, it's good as well because you know they've gone really really quiet on the Green Arrow and Canaries thing uh, we don't know what's happened with that but one of the things that they left was this uh, mystery So hopefully they can at least answer some of that in uh, whatever episodes he sort of shows up in and things. Yeah,
0: because whether it was a Green Lantern ring or not, they do sort of need to explain what he found so yeah, that'll be good yeah. one way or another that has to resolve itself i mean we have also got a green lantern series in development over at hbo max which belanti is involved in that as well so whether that if it does turn out that diggle is a green lantern whether he will be involved in that series we don't know whether that's going to be something completely separate we don't know so we'll have to wait and see with those so i'm glad to have diggle back though i think it's it's good that we're hopefully going to get some resolution to the mm-hmm. end of that story that was one of the big cliffhangers they left hanging speaking of legends of tomorrow people brandon routh has switched from being superhero to being (laughs) cop he is going to be on the third season of the rookie he's in a recurring role on that show he's playing a character called doug stanton who is 11 year old veteran of the lapd His views prove to be polarizing at the station Uh, he's currently set to appear in four episodes of the series although they have got an option to extend that into a longer series arc if they decide to go down that route very happy to have brandon Rath back on tv somewhere again and particularly playing with nathan fillion because i think those two will play very well together yeah
1: yeah that sounds like a good idea um i've not seen the rookie yet it's, it's mainly that sort of you know overwhelming nature of the the 20 plus episodes yeah kind of thing uh it, it's one of the things but like if i'd have watched it from the start and it would have been weekly i wouldn't have kind of i guess had that problem but uh yeah it's, it's a show I still might go to one day. Obviously, you know, Nathan Fillion's great in in everything that, that he does pretty much. Uh, so that's a good reason to go and check the show out. But yeah, be interesting to see him interacting with uh, Brandon Ralph on screen as well. Um, mm. I think that's, that's that's got a lot of potential. And it's good that, like you said, with the uh, there's four episodes at the moment, but potential for him to do uh, more in the future, because um, I think there could be some real potential there. That sounds like quite good.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think he'll fit in well with that cast. I hope so. So uh, mm. it looks really, really good of course uh, played Ray Palmer on Legends of Tomorrow and uh, was him and uh, Courtney Ford who played Nora Dark who is his wife in real life as well ended up leaving the show both at the same time because the writers kind of got to the end of that story and I think just weren't sure what to do with the characters after that so um, then and he's, kind of,
1: and he's been Superman as well yes so. of
0: course and of course he was Superman as well so uh, you know and he was in Chuck he had quite a major role in, in the later seasons of Chuck which was a great show as well so season of The Rookie is currently filming under COVID restrictions in the US so that film's in LA which is swimming in COVID right now they did have a few problems they had five production members test positive at the end of October although they managed to carry on filming they weren't sort of on screen people so uh, they managed to carry on going without having to shut everything down but uh, yeah again Mm. just shows you the problems that uh, filming particularly in LA at the moment can cause and uh, lastly Lord of the Rings which is the uh, new and still has yet unnamed Amazon series but we know it's based around Lord of the Rings announced 20 new cast members as if they <laughs> didn't have enough already uh, so uh, yeah there are 20 new people joining the Lord of the Rings series some names you'll know some names you won't so we've got Selene Henry Cynthia Adai Robinson Maxim Baldry Ian Blackburn Kip Chapman Anthony Crum Maxine Cunliffe Tristan Gravel the sister Jay Sunder Fabian McCallan Simon Merrill Jeffrey Morrill, Peter Mullen, Lloyd Owen, Augustus Prue, Peter Tate, Alex Tarrant, Leon Wadham, Benjamin Walker, and Sarah Zangobani. So those are the 20 people that they've added. For those of you that don't know about this Lord of the Rings series, we don't know a lot about it generally, actually. We do know it. it's set in Middle-earth. We know it's set way, way before the Fellowship of the Ring. So it's before anything else we've ever seen. We know, know that it's not only featuring the mainland of Middle Earth but also uh, Namur, which is the location which we've not seen on screen before because in the uh, Third Age which is when the Fellowship and all the stuff that came after it was set it was sunk underneath water by the Valar which are who are the gods of Middle Earth because the Namorians disobeyed them when the kin was corrupted by Sauron and uh, gods of Middle Earth are vengeful so they uh, they basically sunk it Um, it's also where all Aragon's bloodline comes from so Mm. there will be some sort of connection in there to Aragon just so you know who a few of these people are because you might not recognise some from the names I've just picked out a few of them obviously Selene Henry great comedian but also really solid actor as well Uh, Cynthia Adai Robinson who most recently was on Power but she also popped up in Shooter she was Navia in Spartacus War of the Damned and was also in Chicago Med as Vicky Glass and played Amanda Waller in Arrow for the few times that Amanda Waller appeared on Arrow. Okay. So uh, that's where you might know her from. Maxim Baldry starred as Victor on Years and Years, the Russell T Davies BBC series, and also appeared in one of the seasons, final season of Strike Back. He was the guest lead in that. Tristan Gavel was on AMC's The Terror. He's, he was in National Treasure and Discovery of Witches, and he also did Baptiste as well. Sathinda J. Asunder was uh, in Dr. Foster. She played Roz. She was in Humans. She played the politician Neil. Patel. She's been in Broadchurch, Louis, Silent Witness, Goodnight, Sweetheart, Holby City, where she played Tash as well, was the other place people might know her from. Simon Merrill's most recently played Tancredi in Nightfall. He was also Marcus Crassus in Spartacus and popped up in Good Omens as well but he's he's been on a bunch of different things he's one of those faces that will pop up and go oh him uh, he's in uh, Legends of Tomorrow and was in 12 Monkeys and Musketeers and a uh, bunch of other things as well Jeff Morrill was in Harrow he was in Top of the Lake China Rake The Code he's been in Home and Away and The Bill and a bunch of other things Peter Mullen who has Dwarf written all over him because he's a Scottish actor he was been in oh. uh, the Netflix series Cursed He played the uh, father, Cardan, who was the sort of evil bishop. He also played James Delos in Westworld. That's where you'll probably know him from. He's in Ozark as well. Uh, we'll It was the other place. But uh, he's a great actor. And uh, yeah, I mean, just looking at him, I'm fairly sure he's going to end up being a dwarf, I would have said. Lloyd Owen was in Monarch of the Glen and uh, young Indiana Jane Trowell played Henry Jones Sr. as well. He's been in a bunch of other things, but uh, Yumi and the Apocalypse, the movie Apollo 18 as well. Augustus Prue was in in the morning show and he played whip on prison break the revival series benjamin walker was eric gelden on the third season of jessica jones is probably where people that are listening to this probably knew him from he was the empathic guy that sensed the darkness in people that was sort of helping jessica out in the third season He was in traitors and um, he's about to do a film called the ice road with liam neeson so yeah i mean those are just a few of them if you want to sort of try and put names to faces but um the thing with this is they've announced this cast and and they've already got like a you know fifteen people in the cast. So there's like thirty five that they've announced for this. We have no wow. idea who any of these people are playing. It could be that some of them only pop up for like half an episode. It could be that some only have one scene. I mean, we just have no idea. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But they mm-hmm. certainly uh, built up a fairly sizable cast for this, which is all shooting in New Zealand right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this the show had gone a little bit quiet, hadn't it, for a long time yeah. in terms of in terms of news. that like They announced that sort of initial cast that you talked about and then just went really, really quiet. I never thought like it got cancelled or, or anything like that. I just thought, okay, they've just gone quiet to just work on making the show because, you know, making a massive show like this is a is a huge, huge undertaking and you definitely need to take your time with it. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a big budget. It's going to be, you know, a big budget thing from Amazon uh, with, with lots of people in it. Got Lord of the Rings attached to it, which is going to be a really good thing. They've certainly spent some money on it already, haven't they? Because I remember they paid a lot of money for the, uh, yeah, they, the rights.
0: They paid an awful lot and they gave it a multi-season commitment as well. So there is yeah. going to be more than one season of this, regardless yeah. of what people think of it because that was the only way they could get the rights to it was if they committed a certain amount of money to it and they committed multiple seasons to it and uh, that was the only way the talking estate will give them the rights they got a lot riding on making this work so
1: yeah so it's hopefully going to be amazon's sort of next big thing that they do after the likes of you know the the boys and everything else that they've had but yeah there there is yeah there is a lot riding on this because um that doesn't mean that it will be good it just means it's got a lot going on for it and everything but uh i'm sure it would be quite good uh, you know Amazon's not really let us down in terms of uh, originals and things you know the boys has uh, turned out very 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 good uh, so yeah I'm, I'm still looking forward to this it's just weird how sort of quiet it got for a long time as yeah. well but uh, I'm, I'm glad to see something else pop up for it we'll see where it goes any yeah. any
0: guesses from you as to when this might air
1: I mean there's <sighs> still casting people they're, in there, well, they? so. they're,
0: well they've ju- they, they're still announcing people but like I say yeah. it's multiple seasons so I mean it may be that these are for the second season of it it may be that they they won't appear in the first season it may be that they'll have tiny roles in this and then they'll grow to have bigger roles later on we just don't know at the moment and Mm. they are shooting right now they're shooting in new zealand which is one of the safest places in the world to shoot at the moment i think so uh, they're all out there they are working on it whether we see it towards the end of next year possibly um that that may be a possibility but i i'm i honestly don't know i mean it's so difficult Mm -hmm. to tell because with shooting at the moment, it's and particularly with such a huge production as this,
1: yeah, you don't rush something like no. this. It's it's just too big.
0: No. So. so in next it's couple cool. of years, I think we'll see it land definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, be, like, I, I wouldn't expect before the end of 2021. It's going to be late 2021 if they do. I would have thought, but yeah, I am looking forward to that. And uh, an, an actual title would be nice at, <laughs> at some point as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's just the, the Lord of the Rings Amazon show.
0: Yes, at, at the, the moment. moment. So. Yeah. So title will be nice so that's all the news we've got for this week let's move on to some highlights for next week on tv So, highlights for next week. We have Tin Star Liverpool, the third and final season of the Tin Star series. That is coming to Sky Atlantic on the 10th of December at 9 pm. Over on Fox, we've got Outmatched, which is a family comedy about a blue collar couple in South Jersey trying to raise four kids, three of whom happen to be certified geniuses. That's coming to Fox on the 10th of December at 9 pm. That was either a, a one or two season show. I think it was a one they've, season show. Started they've
1: hits. got a lot of them, haven't they? Yeah like a lot of these one and done seasons
0: yeah basically what they did because Fox UK is owned by Disney so all of these are failed ABC sitcoms that doesn't necessarily huh. mean they're bad they're just ones that didn't find an audience in the US so uh, they've just got a big box of these that I'm assuming they're getting either for pennies or or for nothing because it's all Disney and uh, they're using it just to fill out the schedule I mean this is what you, you were saying about the BBC you know, not picking up shows that haven't aired over here but basically that's what they're doing they're thinking oh well these have never aired in the UK let's just shove them out and fill up some uh, scheduling holes with it and it's Mm -hmm. a new contest stars Jason Biggs that one Um, if you like family comedies it might be one worth watching but it is only like one season so go and check that out that's called Outmatched that's on the 10th of December there is a new show coming onto Amazon Prime on the 11th of December called The Wilds this is about a group of teenage girls from different backgrounds who must fight for survival after a plane crash trans them on a desert island the twist is they didn't end up on the island by accident Mm. which is is very heavily hinted at and there is a trailer up for this it's very much a YA series by the looks of it it appears that they have been intentionally crashed on that island for a purpose but we don't know exactly what that purpose is it seems to have something to do with their parents but uh looks kind of interesting this as a YA Mm. series and we've had a few YA series based on like desert islands and this sort of stuff but i'm intrigued by this i think it's it's a sort of crash on a desert island with a mystery so it might fill a bit of a lost hole for you
1: yeah it's interesting you mentioned it. i'd actually forgotten that this was coming out i remember about a month or so ago i was watching some things on youtube and this trailer started playing and it said you can skip in like 10 seconds or whatever and then they started showing like people on an island that had me intrigued just sort of straight away and then I ended up watching the whole trailer and I was like oh wow where has this show sort of like come from see I'll be checking that one out I've never really discovered shows through like YouTube trailers and things like that <laughs> no. usually if it usually if it is it's a show I already know about like Jack Ryan or something yeah. like that so interesting yeah. yes
0: very much flown under the radar this one but uh, I'm uh, I'm actually interviewing somebody involved with the show oh. and the, just before it comes out so um, I'm very intrigued by this it could be quite is, interesting is that the whole box set I am not sure I think they, they've been in... doing a bit different on, yeah uh, they've been doing that, a mix like. of. things i think they're dropping it as a box set but i could be wrong about that just have to Hmm. wait and see i but i think it's dropping all at once that but uh, i'm not 100 on that so you'll have to go and check on the 11th of december but that's called the wilds and that will be on amazon prime if you want to go and check that out the other one is another procedural it's a canadian medical drama it's called transplant it's about a syrian doctor who escapes from his homeland to canada it's coming to sky witness on the 15th of december at 9 p.m i believe this was one of the highest rated medical procedural dramas on ctv in canada when it originally launched so uh, it's supposed mm. to be very good but it's called transplant it's on sky witness 15th of december at 9 p.m that lands so it could be one worth checking out if you like liking medical dramas and that's it for this week. So, uh, Matt, where can they find you if they want to find more about your stuff?
1: If you'd like to hear more from me uh, on my TV, video game films, and uh, Manchester United opinions and, and an analysis and all that sort of thing, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find that. So, you can go and check that out over there. Uh, May night, they've got a big game tomorrow, a Champions League game. If we lose it, we're out in the Champions League. If we draw it, we might be in the Europa League. And if we win it, we might be through to the next part of the Champions League. So, uh, <laughs> no, no pressure manager Um, but that should be very interesting Um, I also do stream on Twitch so if you'd like to see what I do with a football uh, video game version I suppose with with Pez uh, for Manchester United and other video games as well I've been streaming Last of Us 2 and some other stuff Uh, if you search for eTalk UK on Twitch you should be able to find that as well so check out everything that I do
0: on there yep and if you want to check out uh, anybody else involved with the show you can kind of of course find Bex over on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes that's B Y T E. S, she's streaming daily and various evening streams and she has a scream stream on Saturday where you can uh, make her go and jump out of a chair <laughs> which is always very funny for us you can go to geektown.co.uk throughout the we week and see all the latest air data information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast.geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at Geektown on Twitter on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown and on Instagram at Geektown UK that is everything we shall be back with a another show next week bye bye normally being a little extra can be a bit much